Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. If you're new to Beauty Unlocked, I'm Carissa, host of this circus. Welcome, friends. If you've been a long-time listener, you know all about the shenanigans and utter fuckery that is Beauty Unlocked. <laughs> Are you ready? Welcome, friends. As promised last week, this is part two of our guest appearance on For Better Self and Net Worth podcast hosted by Ella. I'm not going to make a very long intro, just friend, a, friendly rem- a friendly reminder. Wow, Carissa. <laughs> Already in the beginning, huh? Uh, just a friendly reminder. You can find Ella uh, on Instagram at Ella Economic. Uh, I'll be posting her IG handle onto the show notes. And also don't forget to follow her uh, podcast. It's an amazing podcast. She has some great energy. She has some amazing guests on her show. Uh, I'll be posting her handle. Her uh, podcast is For Better Self and Net Worth Podcast. Also, don't forget to follow Beauty Unlocked on Instagram. We are at beauty underscore unlocked underscore podcast. So give us a follow. I post regularly on there. And also follow us on Facebook, Beauty Unlocked the podcast. Without further ado, here's part two. I hope you enjoy it. And you will hear from me next week. Bye. You have to, you have to take, you have to, and even like support groups, support pods or I click through hashtags to find other podcasts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other independent podcasts, because I want to listen to other independent podcasts. I want to support them. I want to learn best practices from them. Yeah. I find that the podcasting community is an amazing community. I haven't, I, I personally have not fallen on anyone who's negative in any way. I love in my that. Experience. I don't think yeah. I have either. I mean, I, I find people who do a ton of research, a crap ton of research who put it out there and their pure intention is to put out good information into the world. Yeah. And those are the podcasts I listen to. Yes. Yes. It's, I think the indie podcast industry is just an amazing industry. I, I know we're, I don't I don't remember the percentage of like indie podcasts, especially in the past like year, year and a half, how many have started and stuff like that. But um, of course, you have the industry leaders, let's say, you know, you have like Michelle Obama, who has like a podcast and you have, you know, you have the big names, you have Oprah, you have Conan O'Brien, you have whatever, uh, Joe Rogan, you know, and stuff like that. Yep. And they're great. I'm not saying don't listen to them and, and whatnot, but it's just like you'll find great information in indie podcasts as well, the smaller indie podcasts as well. And it's definitely, that's, that's the thing of the podcasting, the indie podcasting community is just like what you can find from the, the, the industry, the big industry leaders in podcasting, you can also find in the indie podcasting world. You can find in the indie podcasting world and you can find people that you relate to. Yes. Yes. We, we don't have an unlimited budget of like, I don't know how many millions, like, you know, and we're not sponsored by, I don't know what, you know, and stuff like that. We're just, we're showing you the real raw. And sometimes it's, it doesn't come out perfect. 
and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of investment on our end. Yes, it is. It's the yeah. hours of research. It's it, 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 there's a lot. People think that podcasting is like the easiest thing to do. And it's like, no, nope. I've, learned, I've learned that it takes up a lot of, it does take a lot of dedication, effort takes a lot of research. And I started the podcast knowing I wanted to start one Yeah, and it's become a journey for me. Yeah. What equipment I should use an intro song, how much it costs to use certain music as an intro to your podcast. Yes. Be able to build on that and give a quality product to the audience. It's also the thing of whether, depending on your budget, if you want to outsource some things, if you can outsource some things, but if not, then everything you're, you're, you're the, everything you're the content creator. You're the producer. You're the host. You're the everything you're, you're, you're the marketing team, marketing. <laughs> everything. Yeah. The advertising, it's a lot of work. social media manager. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. People just think you sit there and you just record and it's like, no, already there's so much more that goes into like before even sitting down to record, there's like a ton of stuff that happens before, you know, and then you have post-production, which there's like tons of stuff going on there until you get that final product. There's so much that goes into it, you know, so, but it, it, it's all about being consistent, right? With everything and anything in life, it's consistency and dedication. If you really have a passion for it, then, you know, it's going to push you to, to always deliver or try to deliver, depending on technical issues sometimes that happen, deliver <laughs> the best content to, you know, your listeners, because <laughs> sometimes we get, we get into like a bit of a mess with technical difficulties. Microphones don't work. Computers don't work. Yeah. I, I've been really honest on my show about technical difficulties, about buying a new computer and it not taking the microphone mm. about trying to edit. Yes. I've just been upfront about it. Yeah. It doesn't. I think honesty is the best policy and it shows the real you, you know what I mean? Like it's not the perfect, there's no such thing as perfection. It's like, I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you it's been a mess of a week. It's been (laughs) a mess of a week. And I have no one to blame, but myself, I can't say, Oh, my team is trying to work on this. My team, this, my team, that that with a lot of big names, I can't blame my team. My team is me, myself and I. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Most of the time. Me, myself, and I running this show and trying to run a life. And sometimes things just don't go as planned. So, you know, exactly. but I think, I think the audience appreciates that because it's just like, oh, they're human like us. Cause I feel like with these industry giants, you feel like they're not human because they just put on such a pedestal and it's just like, and the indie podcasting community is just like, no, 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 no. I'm going to be real and direct with you. It's a mess right now. (laughs) I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to say, um, or, uh, every now and then I'll nod my head a lot. I know in interviews, I say, yeah, a lot. Cause I want to agree. I, and I even recorded the last episode, the word time. I've said, don't create a drinking game out of the word time because you will get alcohol poisoning. Cause I said the word time so much. goodness no I I I mean I use some sale I use some filthy language on beauty unlocked and I tried not to or I try to in the beginning I used to edit out the ums and the uh and because sometimes I forget not that I forget words but they don't come sometimes I just go blank like it happened right now and like you know and so and I'm just like at first I would try to edit out as much as I could and now I'm like you know what 
I'm just going to be real with you. I use a, I use a lot of filthy language. So sorry about that. I do say like a lot. And I think I would have alcohol poisoning. Like is a great number or a great filler word for our generation. Yeah. Like, like, and, and it annoys a lot of people when you start off a sentence like, and they're like, no, don't do that. Oh, I used to get berated for it growing up. It's just one of those words. Like, Like. I I think I would get definitely alcohol poisoning from using the word like too much. I'm just like, (laughs) ah, whatever. It's okay. And I try not to swear on my podcast because I have a broader audience. I have a lot of friends with children who probably listen to my podcast while they're driving the car with their kids. But at the same time, if I slip up and say, I was going to say like shitload earlier, the word shitload. It's just an everyday conversation for me to say, oh, a shitload of this or the flipping, it's the flipping computer, effing computer. Yeah. I could yeah. say flipping instead of the other F word. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just say whatever comes to my mouth. Exactly. I just say whatever. And I'm, I do apologize to people. And I, I have said in the beginning, sometimes on my podcast, I, I just say it directly. I'm sorry. I'm throwing the F-bombs, I'm throwing the S-bombs, I'm throwing the big C-bomb out there. Like, if that bothers you, please switch off like this show because you're going to hear me rant and rave and I'm not going to be thinking about my language. It's just going to come out. So if you have issues with that, please don't listen to any episodes of Beauty Unlocked. Because- this is coming from a place of passion. I'm yeah. going to use passionate words. Yeah. Which a lot of times I would, in real life, I think like I wouldn't use this. It depends what, who I'm around or who I've surrounded myself with, but I'm not going to throw the C-bomb out there like so easily. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I tend to watch what I say around my dad, for example, like I won't throw the F and C-bomb around, but I do throw a lot of S-bombs. <laughs> yeah, because our parents grew up in a different generation where that was yeah. a punch. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're just like, that is absolutely filthy language. And it's like, it's me. Sorry. You know, it's, it's just a word. I feel like, I feel, um, when we were growing up, the F word was like, so taboo to use, like you would not use that word whatsoever. And so you kind of, when you heard it, you would be like, Ooh, you just said the F word, but I I find that we can't, I can't, we can't, we can't filter out life for our children. I'm not a parent myself, but I was a teacher at a certain point. And there's certain things you cannot filter. They're going to hear it at a certain point. So might as well explain to them (laughs) that, you know, what the the meaning of the word is, you know, to a certain degree (laughs) and that you should, you should be careful how you use it, but you can't, you can't protect them to that point they're going to hear it they're going to hear it it's not as taboo anymore as it was you know 20 years ago or 25 years ago but uh and they're gonna say know. it at some they point. are eventually they will i they remember hearing the c word for the first time i'm like what is that what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> or even in uh you are a badass jensen chara talks about her mother not knowing what the word twat meant in a HOA meeting and people were looking at her very judgingly. (laughs) (laughs) These are words that I didn't come across until I started working with a lot of English, English people like from England. Um, Cause there's a huge 
uh, population of, of English uh, people here in Cyprus because we were an ex-colony and stuff like that. So there's a lot of Brits around. I didn't hear the word twat or even the C word until I was like in 23, 24 years old. I didn't know what it was. And actually to avoid using the C word, we would see, we would say, see you next Thursday. <laughs> I love like, that. <laughs> and I remember like colleagues of mine saying that and I would turn around and I'll be like, what are you saying? And then they would say the word and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I see. I understand. Okay. I get it. I get it. I got you. I know. All right. But now it- that's why you're going to say, see you next Tuesday. Okay. Or Thursday and- or whatever. <laughs> and language is another societal standard. It's just another don't say this word. You can say that word. It is just another way that we filter ourselves in a way. It's just, I, I hate when people say, uh, act more ladylike. I, Sit like a lady, speak like a lady. What does that mean? That what are an, you talking about? That was an excuse. My, my brother was allowed to listen to certain types of rap music. And the reason I couldn't is because ladies didn't listen to that type of stuff. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Like that standard, that kind of double standard of like, my brother can do this and I can't do that. How come? Or he can listen to this and I can't, you know. I know. I don't know. I I grew up with the whole thing of ladies don't sit like that and ladies don't speak like that and ladies don't act like that. And it makes you so self-conscious, doesn't it? And it makes you like always second guess yourself. And you're like, at a certain point, I've always been like the oddball in my family. And now I just, I tried so hard for so many years to change who I was to fit that mold they put me, like that they wanted to put me in. And I just didn't work. And then at the end, I'm like, you know what? I am this person. I swear a lot. I do not sit like a lady. I don't even know what the what that means. I do not speak like a lady. I am me. And if you don't like it, even if you're a family member of mine, the door is there. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, it's either that you accept it or you don't. I try. Of course, there's people that I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's like I've felt so uncomfortable for so many years trying to adhere to these societal rules, you know, and gender norms and whatever, gender rules and gender norms, that is just exhausting. And at a certain point I threw it out the window and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's, it was like, I was, um, it was sucking the life out of me to pretend to be something I'm not. It does. In when you have to put on a show for people, when you have to quote unquote, be on or be a different yeah. version of yourself, I've learned that it literally sucks the energy out of you. It's like you constantly have to think about the next thing you say and how you say it and how you word it because there's this, you know, this pressure and it's just like, no, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't deal. I'm just going to be the person I am. And if you don't like it, then I can't do anything about it. I didn't like the person that I tried to be because it was going against my nature to be something I'm not. So I'm not going to be choking myself and not be expressive because, you know, it, it, you don't feel comfortable in it. I haven't felt comfortable most of my life because you tried to make me the, this person that I wasn't. So 
it's, it's better to be hated for who you are than approved of for who you are not. Exactly. And the exactly. chasing is exhausting. I think the concept of being a quote unquote lady mm. in our day is almost an illusion. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know that there were these things, these, um, oh, I don't remember like the magazines, but even like 50, 60, 70 years ago, they would have these, uh, these books, you know, of how to be or act ladylike, you know, and how to, they even had the manuals of, uh, um, well, we know they had finishing schools and stuff like that, but they also had manuals of how to be the perfect housewife and how to be the perfect wife and how to be the perfect mother. And I'm like, what is this? Like, what is this? It puts such pressure on our ancestors, you know, even if it was a hundred years ago, 150 years ago to be something that maybe they weren't. I watch, but this, yeah. I watch YouTube videos on how to be more feminine how to have the femininity, which femininity and what it really is and what it's portrayed as are two totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched this YouTube video and it said, always have your nails painted, fake eyelashes. I watched this and I said, this is exhausting. It is. I mean, if, if somebody is into it, that's awesome. But if you feel like you're pressured into doing it, that's where I'm just like, I draw a line there. I'm like, if you feel like you, you're pressured into I don't know, um, getting laser or facial hair removal or doing your nails or whatever it might be. I feel like that's where I say you're going against your nature. If you don't feel like doing something, don't do it because, you know, it's not going to make you happy. I mean, I get my, I, I get my nails done, but it makes me happy. It's not for it's not to impress anyone. It's just that I love getting my nails done, but I don't do them myself. You know, I just like that, you know? And so, but I'm not someone who's going to spend two, three hours on makeup. Absolutely. Because it's not my thing. I I don't enjoy that. It's more effort than it needs to be. I mean, I think I, I get myself together in less than 30 minutes. I can curl my hair and do my makeup in less than 30 minutes. And that's, and that's fine, you know, because that's what you, if you had to do it, like get ready and it would take you four or five hours and you didn't want to, you would just, at the end, you wouldn't even want to go out if you're forced to like do it like that long, you know, do the makeup, like, and all this, no, 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 no. Like, I mean, props to anyone who does it. Exactly. That's your choice. That's that, if that's what you like doing, that's awesome. You know, there are people who do like spending one, two, three hours you know, putting, applying makeup, but that's not for me personally. I, 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 I can't, I want to be able to go out and have fun. Yeah. Wouldn't be an issue, especially this time of year. Shouldn't be an issue if you get all sweaty or. I feel like people get weird about that too. Like we're not supposed to sweat. It's hot. It's humid. We're going to sweat, but I feel like there's this thing, this stigma attached to sweat. Like it's so gross. And I'm like, it's normal our bodies are trying to cool itself down this is what our bodies are meant to do so we sweat we perspire like it's something natural that our body does and we're always trying to go against that and it's like people get weird about it and buying a hundred dollar leggings because you sweat in them Mm -mm. for something that doesn't i go through leggings i mean they they're not built to last forever nope nope Oh, Navy's gone for $15. I bought a $10 pair on Amazon. Me, my, um, my whole thing is comfort is key. 
So I'm, I, I mean, like you said, leggings are not built to last. I've made a few holes in my leggings because of my nails. <laughs> like they go, I'm just like, whoops, like, what am I going to do? You know, like I, I'm, I'm all about comfort and I'm not into this. That's why my mom for years, she was saying, Carissa, you let yourself go. Bless her heart. Seriously, my mom, my mom passed. But in the sense of she used to say that she's like, well, when you were in your 20s, you would always wear your high heels and you would have like your makeup and you would dress a certain way. And now she's like, what happened? And I'm like, I'm all about my comfort now. I'm not going to wear high heels. My back hurts. My ankles hurts. I'm not trying to put a show on anymore. That was the person that was trying to put a show on for people. Now I'm just like, you're going to see me in flip-flops. You're not going to be seeing, well, depending on weather conditions, but comfort is key. So I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable, you know, to make someone, you know, look at me. I'm just like, no. In my corporate job, I do have to dress in the suit and do the hair and the nails and the heels. When I have time to myself, the last thing I want to do is worry about being dressed up, having makeup on. Yeah. Or walking shoes that are not comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. I have time to myself. Yeah. Oh, I should do an episode on like high heels. Oh, you should. <laughs> I'm sure there's all the shoes tied to them. I get asked all the time. How can you walk in those shoes? <laughs> how can't like, I, I look at the, the high heels I used to wear and I'm thinking how would I wear that? Like they were pretty And I'm thinking, no, now you would ask me to wear high heels. And I would, I, I, I can't, I, I absolutely, I can't. And I'm thinking, Oh, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Like, I know it's like you, you, you wear the suit and the high heels and stuff like that for, for your job, but Oh my goodness. Like I, I wouldn't be able to. It's, 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 I walk differently in them and it's mainly because I twisted my ankle skiing. Oh, okay doing something I really, doing something I really enjoyed, but then I got in the heels. It's like having to almost like my own physical therapy, having to get back into work shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After the pandemic, when I wasn't required to be out and about as much. Yeah. 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 We were definitely pretty, I'm telling you during the pan, especially last year with all the lockdowns and everything, everybody got comfortable in their sweatpants. They were just like, don't have to go into the office, you know, unless you were a central worker and stuff like that. But in the sense of don't have to go to the office, I'm going to lounge around doing my work in my sweatpants. I'm going to be comfortable. And now this year, since a lot of people are, are going back to work, it's, I think, a struggle for them. It, it is hard because you're getting back out of being comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do I do now? And they're um, a boutique that I work with, Bella Jack Boutique, mm-hmm. that I'm ambassador for. She has lines of clothing that are specifically for comfort that you can wear to the office, wear oh, out to nice. drinks and are still comfortable. Oh, that's nice. That's awesome. They'll fit well, feel like butter. That's the, that's the word butter, smooth as butter. Oh, nice. That's, that's, see, it's catering to like our, this is what we, we, we want is to be comfortable. And it's great that, you know, there's, there's a business out there that's like catering to that need of being comfortable, but yet, you know, having a certain aesthetic, you know, of you can wear it for drinks or you can wear it to work or you could, you know, wear it wherever you want, but as long as you're comfortable. Exactly. Feel comfortable and confident. Yes. What are ways that you feel like women can get beyond all the superficial beauty standards that we talked about in the world and fall in love with themselves because your self-love is going to be what reflects upon the world. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's when, I think when you find self-love, when you really fall in love with yourself, that's when you find the people that are meant to be in your life. Exactly. Exactly. They gravitate 100%. towards that. Absolutely. I think, it, you know, it's, it's a learning process in the sense of, I compare myself in my twenties to now and everything. And a lot of people that knew me in my twenties, they're like, why did you let yourself go? I didn't let myself go. It's that I'm not pretending anymore. And it took a very long time to get to where I am. It's not like a one-step process of falling in love with yourself. It's continuous. It's continuous work because we're, we're force fed wherever we turn. It doesn't matter if it's on a, a billboard. It doesn't matter if it's on social media. It doesn't matter where it is. We're force fed this we're force fed lies. It's not um, so automatically you feel bad about yourself. And this is where I started my kind of self-love journey about six years ago um, where, and and it's still a process, but it's really sifting through and understanding that what we see is not always the truth. Take it with a grain of salt and understand that you don't know what you're seeing. You don't know this person's lifestyle. And you really need to, how would you say it? You just need to really sift through and say to yourself, okay, this is not what I'm into. If somebody says to you, you need to, I'm just giving an example for uh, an example. You need to lose 15 pounds to love yourself. I can tell you, and I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to agree with me or that have gone through this. Um, My lowest weight, I don't know what it was in pounds, but it was 60 kilos. I was extremely skinny. It was not healthy. Society would say that I was happy because I was thin and skinny, but I wasn't. Of course, I've gained weight since then. And I'm just like, I'm happier now than I was then. Why is that? Because the weight that I was, it, it didn't matter. My weight was not at the same thing of like my mental health. I think this is the thing with the beauty industry and the health and wellness industry is if you're skinny, it equates to happiness. And that's not true. It absolutely is not true. And because I'm extremely anti-diet and, and all that, I'm, I'm just against diet culture in general. I've learned to say I wasn't happy at my 60 kilos. I wasn't happy because I wasn't taking care of myself. And so I started saying, what makes you happy, Carissa? Well, first of all, restrictions don't make me happy. I stopped restricting myself. If I want to eat, I'm going to eat. Fact. Um, I'm not happy when I have to pretend to be some, someone else. It doesn't make me happy. Maybe it makes other people comfortable, but it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Or it doesn't make me comfortable. I stopped pretending. And those people started falling away. They just did. They stopped. They, they just fell away from my life. And I felt okay with that. I wasn't dependent. I wasn't dependent on their validation. I don't need your external validation to make me worthy of myself, of, of who I am. The most important thing is to know that everything else around you, the noise around you, whether it's from friends, from family, from colleagues, whatever, it's just noise. The most important thing is to make yourself happy. You have to, and it's not a selfish thing to prioritize yourself, your needs. I think we have this thing where we live in a society that says, oh, well, that's very selfish. 
you can't just prioritize yourself. And it's like, um, for me to be at my optimum, yes, I do need to put myself in priority. It's not selfish. If you want me to, yeah, if you want me to be functioning, then I need to prioritize myself, self-care, whatever it might be. Could be reading a book. It could be getting away from the computer. It could be whatever I want it to be doing a hobby, an extracurricular activity, whatever it is, I'm going to put my happiness first. And for those people that are unhappy, well, then you're not my people, are you? If, if, if you want me to make you happy first, well, that just goes to show how selfish you are. I can't be pouring from an empty cup. I just can't. Absolutely. That was the, that was the phrase I was going to go to is you can't pour from an empty cup and to give your best to the world, you have to be happy. Exactly. And it's the littlest things. It's the littlest changes that I did um, to make myself happy um, and to accept myself. The most important thing is to accept. I think it was that. It was the whole thing of accepting the kind of person I, I really, truly am and accepting. And anything else was just noise. And I didn't. And that's why a lot of people are like, you're such a hermit. And I'm like, because I can't deal with people's BS. The older you get, the harder it is to, what my my friend says is to bullshit people. Yeah. She talks about it. She says, you know, I have a job where every day and she's an esthetician. So she works in the beauty industry. She says, I have a job every day where I have to be on 24 seven. The last thing I want to do when I get off work is to bullshit people. Exactly. Exactly. At a certain point, you're just like enough. I understand if it's for work purposes. Yes, you do have to put a certain, you know. Yeah, exactly. You do, of course. Like if you're an esthetician and things like this or customer service and all this, unfortunately, you have to put this face on, you know. But at the end of the day, with the people that you you surround your friends and your family outside of work and everything, if I can't be myself around you, then I don't want you in my life. I'm so sorry, but. I'm not going to have you in my life. You know, I want to be comfortable around you. And there's only a few people that accept me for me. And I'm okay with that. It's, it's, it's quality over quantity. I think as you, you, you grow older, you know, when you're younger, you have tons of friends, what you would call friends and stuff. But as you grow older, you only have a certain small group of friends that you could be truly yourself in front of. Exactly. And the universe kind of brings people into your life that are more like you, the more that you have like-mindedness that are going to support you along your journey. Exactly. I love that more and more people are talking about finding self-love, how that's the greatest love love of all, because to get the best version of yourself to the world, you have to love yourself and you have to take care of yourself. You do. Just the bottom line. It absolutely. It's absolutely true. It's, it's very true. I think, uh, it's a lot of people always say, you know, I don't know, but it's the thing of, you have to fall in love with yourself first and foremost, because you're going to spend the rest of your life with yourself. You're your, your longest and biggest investment because you're going to be with yourself. You're inhabiting this body for a certain number of years So it doesn't matter who you have around you, but know that at the end of the day, you're your longest and biggest investment. And you have to, you have to be in love with yourself. You can't expect people to love you. I mean, you could, of course, you you can show a certain side of yourself where people fall in love with you, but truly to truly be yourself, you have to love yourself. Like you said, 
it's 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 absolutely necessary and that's the most important it's it's the validation from yourself that you need first before anybody else's validation and when you validate yourself and you love yourself yeah. you start to see the other noise around you yes you need to lose weight you need bigger lips you need to do this with your hair the beauty standards yes it, it all becomes just bs it all just becomes noise Wow. Absolutely. But you, you realize it, like you realize the lies and you realize you become more self-aware of what you've been force fed throughout your life. And you're like, this is total BS. This is absolutely total BS. And you really start to see things and analyzing things. And you're like, oh no, 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 no more of the lies. Like no more of the lies. You just, you see the industry, at the end of the day, the industry is just, any industry is just trying to make a profit. That's the way they survive. How are they going to profit? They're going to profit from your insecurities, from your self-hate, your self-loathing, you know? And once you actually start to see this and understand this, you start pushing away and saying, no, I don't want this because I don't need this. I don't need someone to tell me or someone that makes me somebody, an industry making me feel bad about myself. I don't need this. And you start seeing that it's like a recurrent kind of pattern throughout a lot of industries. And you're like, no, I see right through you. And I see your tactics and I'm not interested. I'm not playing the game anymore. You see what's going to add value to your life versus what won't add value to your life. Exactly. Exactly. So talk about, so on this podcast, we do a book of the week. Mm -hmm. I want to hear about a book that you love and would recommend to the listeners. Ooh, one book. (laughs) Um, So any book. This is, this is a book. <laughs> this is a book that I, um, I read actually a few years ago and it made me understand a little bit more actually it was two of them, but one is ask and it, and it is given written by Esther and Jerry Hicks. Oh, I love I Abraham know. Hicks. Yes. Abraham Hicks. And, um, the other one was by Napoleon Hill think and grow rich. I have that book on my, yes. so on my bathtub, I have a little stand think and grow yeah. rich on my stand. There you go. And it's when you read these books, again, you become more self-aware of things. You start understanding things and how things work and everything and how, again, there's a lot of external noise and you need to kind of get rid of that external noise and really listen to what you want. And then even with Napoleon Hill, I think they even said it. Do you remember the song um, um, Lust for Life by Lana Del Rey and The Weeknd? No, they actually want Del Rey. That, but they, so she has a song with The Weeknd called Lust for Life. And there's a, a lyric in there that is taken from Napoleon Hill. And I remember when I heard the song, I was like, isn't this Napoleon Hill who said this? And it was, it said, and I actually had to write it down. We're the masters of our own fates, the captains of our own souls. And she says that in the song. And this is what Napoleon Hill wrote in Think and Grow Rich. It's basically that we are, uh, we have the power to control our thoughts. And by controlling our thoughts, we're able to get what we want in life. And especially with Napoleon, or yes, Napoleon Hill, it's, you don't want to surround yourself with the naysayers, with the no, no, no's, because a lot of people project their own fears into your, into you. If you say that I want to have a successful podcast and then you're surrounding yourself with people who say, well, that's impossible. Well, they're just projecting like their own fears and they don't want you to grow. 
in order to grow, you need to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. That's how it is. Like you were saying before, this is how you, whatever you want, you know that there's the external factor of things, but in order to change anything, it has to start from the internal and you have to be self-aware and you have to realize that there are going to be many people around you or many situations that are not for your highest and greatest good. And you need to get rid of that. Not everybody is like, your leader. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's a harsh realization. It's, it is. It's very harsh to think that there are people out there that you might have known your whole life that are not your biggest cheerleaders, cheerleader. They just don't want to see you succeed. And as many memories as you share with those people, you need to get rid of them because they're always going to be the naysayers and they're always going to be holding you back. Yeah. From your true potential. So you definitely need to, you know, it's, that's what I liked about these two books is that it made me realize that, yes, I do have power over my thoughts because the mind is a very powerful thing. We already know that. And there's this quote that says uh, mind is a noun and it's um, the mind is a beautiful a beautiful servant, a dangerous master. And it's one of those, the thing is that it's, and it's not to say that you're going to be happy in every situation in your life and everything. Of course not. Life is difficult. It's meant to be lived, obviously, but it's the way your mindset. If you're going to see negative in every situation, you're going, you're going to just see life as a negative, as something negative. But there is a silver lining and you need to like really see that, that there's something, there's a a learning opportunity in everything that happens to you in life. Yeah. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Exactly. And the most difficult thing, of course, is in order to change the experiences you have, you have to change yourself. You have to change the way you perceive things. This is the power of the mind. So yes, these books are, you know, they teach you certain things about manifesting or, you know, growing rich. It's not just saying to yourself, I want a million dollars. Well, that's lovely. Who doesn't want a million dollars? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to get it? It's I- not just sitting on your ass, excuse the language and saying, I want a million dollars. No, that's not how things work. You need to set in motion. You know, you, you need to set in, mo- you need to have a plan. You need to have an idea. And then you have to have a plan in order to set in motion things that will help you along the way to get to a million dollars, for example, it could could be more, it could be less, whatever it might be your goal, but you're going to have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. And that was what I think my book is you are a badass. And that's Ah, how I introduced the thing and grow rich. I remember reading this and in the same way being kind of pissed off about myself and thought, you know, not realizing how powerful a mindset was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up here and attitude is everything. And I thought that's just what they said because they wanted to refine us or straighten us yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it really is. You, you, you can't, uh, you have to have a go-getter attitude for sure. At the same time with this of, you know, working on your goals and working on your dreams and whatever it is that you want in your life to bring into your life, this, whole thing of that you have to work 24 seven. I don't believe in it. I don't believe that you have to exhaust yourself to get your goal. I believe that there should be an equal amount of work and leisure where you're just, you need time away from things. I totally believe in that. 
because otherwise you're just going to exhaust yourself and you're going to get angry with yourself for not reaching your goal. But that's because you're setting impossible standards. Sometimes you have to take it slow because we live in a society that says you need to work, 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 work. And it's just like, yes, but you need to take a step back and relax sometimes because otherwise you're just going, you're going to work yourself to death and you're not going to ever be happy. You won't even realize that you, you've reached your goal because you're so into that work mode, you know? Yeah. And there's a glamorization around working and having a life that society creates. And it's, you've got to earn your keep, you know, look at this, look how hard I'm working. There was a, I'm not going to say the name, but there was a blogger author that I used to follow constantly. And all she talked about is how hard she worked and how that's how she got what she got. So you took no time off? Like, is that what you're telling me? Yeah. And the other thing too is it diminishes people who do work hard and don't see what they sow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's true. Because there's people who work hard and, you know, barely get by. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's one of the things I've noticed though, like um, in, uh, in Europe, it's a little bit different compared to like the States or even maybe Canada um, is that here we're trying to diminish the hours of work. <laughs> like in certain countries, it's 30 hours and in other countries, it's in France, it's 35 hours of work. And they want to diminish that, you know, because here we're not all about the make money, money, money. It's not that money is evil or anything. It depends how it's used. But in the sense of our life's purpose, I find is that we need, we go, there's a balance between work and play. And we really want to relax. Whereas in the States, I've noticed that people work like 80 hours in a week. And I'm like, how is that possible to work 80 hours a week? Like, when do you have time for anything other than work? When do you have time to spend with your friends, your family, yourself? Like, how is it that you're working? You're working yourself to death. Whereas in Europe, it's like, no, 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 we we need our, you know, we need our three days a week off or whatever it might be, you know, because we see the importance of the work-life balance. Whereas I find like in North America, it's more of like just work, work to get by basically. Exactly. There are some companies based out of Seattle. I forget what this guy's name is. His name is Jeff something. And he had found that his employees are more productive in a four day work week. Exactly. Yes. That's what the Swedes believe also in Sweden. They believe the same thing um, that they're, they're more productive in a, in a four day week. You know, you, I mean, I'm sorry, you're working your employees like to the bone. Like, how is it possible that you think that they're going to get anything done if they're little, literally crawling on the floor, like unable anymore? It's not being productive. Like these 80 hour a week things is it's just it's ridiculous. I see it with my sister also who, who, who lives in the States and works in the States and everything. And I'm like, do you ever have time for anything? And she's like, no. She was supposed to change her car. And I asked her, so when are you going to change your, t- uh, your car? And she's like, I don't have the time. What? You How don't do have the get time? To you need to go if you don't have time to change your car. I don't under, what do you mean you don't have the time? Like you have to make the time. And she's like, no, I'm always busy. Okay. All right. And she's like, people don't retire until they're pretty much like they die. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. here we take our age of retirement in our seventies, maybe 75. It's changed a bit before it used to be 60 and stuff like that. And it's 
gone up, but in the sense of, I'm like, how can you not retire and you just die working? Like, I don't understand that. And what's sad is by the time a lot of people get to the age of retirement, they don't get to enjoy it. No, they're too busy battling health issues. And there's a lot of health issues surrounded by sleep or lack of sleep, stress, stress. Yes. That's the thing. Stress is a silent killer. Stress is a silent killer. I mean, it's, oh my goodness. Like, I, I just don't know how people do it. Like I remember working like maximum 40 to 42 hours a week back in the day. And I used to, I used to get, I would be exhausted when I would come home. Like nobody could talk to me because I was just so tired. And I was only working 40 to 42 hours a week. I could only imagine like working 80 hours a week. Are you serious? No, no. No, not worth it. And that's one of the things like the, we're also known millennials get a lot of criticism, but we're also known as the burnout generation. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, it's just, it's, it's, it's something that has been ingrained and instilled in us for so long. And it's different. It's difficult to break that kind of pattern um, and mindset as well, but it's just, it's just, it's something that doesn't, that no longer works. Like companies can't be expecting to work their employees to the bone and expect miracles, you know, to happen, you know, by, I don't know. I mean, of course, like companies see a lot of their employees as replaceable, which is sad to say, but it's just like, it's not, it's not working, working to the bone. No mental health first. You got to put your mental health first. Yes. Put yourself first. Now, speaking of self-care, what is the one thing that you will always splurge on? in order for self-care? Good question. The one thing you don't budge on. I've had answers. Some people say toilet paper. Some people say their technology. <clears throat> no, I mean, well, I mean, I have those things, but in the sense of I don't splurge on those things, I'm not going to buy the most recent iPhone or anything. But um, I think the one thing I don't budge on is my nails. I get my nails done. That's the one thing that they I will- great. Yeah, I, I always get my nails done like every every three weeks. I'm just like like clockwork for me. I get my nails done. And that's one thing I won't budge on is that um, that and probably you know, I think that's the number one thing I won't budge on. Like if somebody says cut back on your spending, I'm going to be like, I'll cut back on everything else but my nails. But your nails. Okay, yeah. yeah, that and tattoos. I have a thing of like where I get tattoos like quite often. (laughs) So that's one of my splurges. I I get tattoos also. So yeah. (laughs) You get a tattoo, you cannot stop getting tattoos. That's the thing. Once you get one, you're just, you're just full of ideas. And I've noticed, I mean, I started, I got my first tattoo. I was uh, 15 and, uh, and my first piercing I think it was, I got my nose pierced and then my tongue pierced and I was like 14, 15. And so, and since then I'm 37 now and I'm still going, I don't have my nose and my tongue pierced anymore, but, um, I still get tattoos. And that's one of the things that I'll keep spending on. Yeah. I love a nice tattoo. I haven't, I'm terrified of needles. That's the only reason I don't have them, but I I always come up, I've got my MacBook here and I've got all these stickers on the back that I think represent me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, this this is the two things I think I would, I splurge on and I won't, but I will, I will cut back on other things on subscriptions to other things I could deal with, you know, without, 
but like with my nails and my tattoos, but I get my nails done like often and tattoos, I get them like, I get a tattoo almost like once a year. So nice. yeah, Your most so, recent but tattoo. my most recent one, I'm, it's not finished yet, but it's like my, my, uh, Ganesh. That's so cool. Yeah. It's my Ganesh. Um, the ink is still like, cause I have very thin skin on the inner part of my arm. So that's why it looks like the ink has, you know, kind of, but uh, it's not finished yet. So I'm going to finish it next Friday. I'm going to go and finish my Ganesh tattoo. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I I think the tattoo artist is probably like sick and tired of seeing me, but. Oh, he's not. He's just like, oh God, you again, you again. I'm like, yeah, I have more ideas. And he's like, oh God. Okay. But he's yeah, a I mean, him some business. I know I bring a business. No, but he's an awesome tattoo artist. So I have no, I have no issues with him, but like, uh, I just, I have some unfinished tattoos also, but I'll get them down the line. I have a massive one on my back that I still need to finish. And that's just the pain. I was thinking about the pain and I'm like, nah, I'll, I'll wait a little bit longer to finish it, but this one wasn't so bad. So not painful. I love it. And tattoos are a way of basically creating your own standard of beauty. Oh yeah. There, there is a form of expression, you know, and I, I mean, not everybody's into tattoos. I say that we come into this world kind of like with an empty canvas to a certain extent. And I find that it's up to you whether or not you want to paint that canvas. You know, my parents are, my mom was so against tattoos. My dad hates tattoos. My sisters don't like tattoos. Um, my nieces and I were just like, yeah, tattoos everywhere. So we're, we love tattoos. This is a form yeah. of, of expression and yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I just want to personally thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. You awesome. brought a lot of value to the show. I know listeners are going to love this. Talk about your podcast and YouTube channel where people can find you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so you can find us on uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find us, Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. Um, YouTube, it's the same thing, Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. Um, because of technical uh, technical issues, I haven't been able to upload um, my most recent uh, episodes onto YouTube, but I'm working on them. I'm telling you, my computer is just like giving me <laughs> the roughest of times, but I'll be back to actually creating videos um very soon shortly on facebook you can find us on beauty unlocked the podcast and on instagram it's beauty unlocked podcast i will put a link on my instagram and then i'll also put a link on the show notes as well yay awesome well thank you so much again and i know everyone's going to look forward to hearing more from you on the beauty unlocked podcast awesome thank you so much for having me it was awesome speaking to you my pleasure thanks Make it clap, 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 cl